All right. So today we got a special guest. What is up, Miss Kitty? How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing so good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been awesome. Like, uh, we have been uh, following you, and we used to play together. If you don't know Kitty Plays, Kitty Plays, you've been hiding under a rock for the past few years. But (laughs) Kitty is uh, one of our good, good friends. We used to play a lot of CSGO with her. So you probably saw her when there was a big CSGO boom and a lot of our videos. And uh, Kitty is a huge entrepreneur, and she has been basically running, like, Gaming for women for I think she's the head of gaming for women. If you're looking at an icon, it's definitely her. You got to look and and catch up on her stuff. But I want to catch up with you and see what you've been up to since the last time we talked, because your career path has been like nothing but bing, bing, bing all over the place. You've been everywhere. I look, you're there. I've seen you in magazines. I've seen you in articles. I've seen you on live streams that are huge as crap. Like, what have you been up to lately? Hi, Deluxe. Well, okay, first of all, I think that we need to kind of like settle on how long ago it actually was that we played. I know, I can't, I'm bad with time. Four years ago? Really? Four years? That seems crazy. That seems crazy. Maybe a little bit over. So it's been a it's been a minute. Um, I've I've definitely still been part of the stream community, but I kind of come in and out. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have a really hard time doing anything I don't want to do. So if I'm not absolutely loving the game that I'm playing, it comes off on my stream. And so I just figure that I need to kind of check myself and find out what it is that's kind of calling me and I'm excited about. And thankfully, that's led me on quite the fun career path. Um, as you know, I started out with this kind of women in gaming. You gave me a really nice compliment. Thank you. Um, I started out just with some Team Kitty stuff. So originally, mm-hmm. I created a Twitch team uh, full of female broadcasters on Twitch that were professional, upbeat, bubbly, interactive, and fun. And I just wanted to bring women together to stop competing because I don't know what it is about the gaming industry, but a lot of us were so used to being those unicorns in our friend groups, you know, the girl that game and acted well um that when we came to places like twitch or to youtube or you know online and we're meeting a ton of other women that are essentially doing the same thing we're doing we're like we're not so special anymore so sometimes that makes a lot of women get competitive um so i started team kitty with the intention of saying hey you know it's not a pie there's no scarcity here if we work together and we collaborate and we support each other we can grow a lot faster i know you guys are both very fluent in that like the crew is a great example of that that when you work together and you create content together and you uplift each other all the time, then you grow a lot faster than you would just on your own. And right. We put each other content. down a lot, but the rest is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted, I wanted to create that and... You know, having that initiative from the beginning on Twitch has led me to a bunch of different things. And I took a year off of streaming to kind of pursue vlogging and self-development. And I learned a lot more about business. And um, I came back to the world with a Fortnite wave, as you guys know. All yeah, about. you killed it, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. you. Killed that thing. It That's was nice awesome. to take skills from Counter-Strike. I think if you learn anything in Counter-Strike, then like just... That game awareness, that level of strategy, um, it can transfer over into other games pretty well. And it's simple enough that like you're not, you know, so overlearned in a topic. Um, so I did I did really well in Fortnite. I had the opportunity to compete in the Pro Am, which I got third. So that was 
I believe when they transferred it over, uh, my half of the winnings, I played with Chandler Riggs from Walking Dead. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was $166,000 Canadian for my local SPCA. So that was really <laughs> cool. <laughs> they brought awesome. me in and named cats after me. So there's a cat out there named Kitty Plays and a cat out there <laughs> named Fortnite. So. <laughs> nice, nice. That's <laughs> I feel cool. Bad for the Fortnite one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one dead yet? It just keeps hanging around. Just keeps hanging around. It's got a new skin. Got a new skin. You know, <laughs> just new skin on it. <laughs> exactly. Lots of V bucks for that cat. Um, yeah. No, so that was special. And then from there, you know, it kind of triggered me into doing a lot of the uh, summer skirmish and the fall skirmish and starting yeah. my um, female discords for just bringing women together to game with each other. Because I was recognizing that so many women were excited and interested about gaming, but it feels like there's a bit of this kind of wall that they need to climb over and get confident in their skills before they're playing with guys for some reason. They want to like, they want to feel like they're playing well. Yeah. And they're supportive before they feel confident enough to play with everyone. So creating that Discord was just a place where girls could intentionally group together and support each other. And there's a lot of moms on there. So when they game together and the kids off, you know, creating havoc, they'll protect the one girl in the bush while she goes and takes care <laughs> of her child and then continue playing. Like something that, you know, young guys that are playing the game wouldn't, you know, understand or relate to. But right. Anyways, yeah. That's so awesome. That, you like bridge that gap so well. I felt like um, Thank you. when like watching that happen, uh, I mean, you kind of you did all this stuff kind of after we played, but I was watching from afar and and uh, I don't mean to interrupt you here, but like the kitty team, I still see girls all over the place that have that as their um, team on on yeah. Twitch. Um, and so I'm like, oh, that reminds me of you every time I see it. And that's that's just awesome that you're doing that. And then. Um, you've always held your own with us anyways. Like you've always outfragged most of us anyways. And I felt like that confidence, like you can share your story with other um, girl gamers and kind of give that direction uh, and create these, these different groups. Like you said, you're, you're getting into discord now, which is, which I think is a huge thing now that, that if you could start a discord, which is like a huge group where it's, it used to be like the forums and things like that, but forums are so outdated now, but discord is definitely the way to go. Uh, you've been killing that game and stuff. And then um, I felt like you've always been a face for different games too. I know Fortnite brought you in and had it where you did all of the uh, casting as well, not just playing in the games, but you were doing all the casting, which was like yeah. amazing to me. Uh, and you were one of the few girls that were on there. So you were like the face of like females on Fortnite for a while there. Um, mm -hmm. And I know uh, Sidearms and I were in uh, a couple of the skirmishes and you were nothing but uh, excited for us. We didn't do yeah. too well, but you were so hey, awesome. I a couple of your good plays. You did, you did, you did. And you were like super like, I love these guys. And I was like, Kitty, yes, you're on our team. I love it so much. I meant to give <laughs> you a big you. E high five on that one because you were like thank all you. about us. And I was like, thank you so much, Kitty. That was awesome that you gave us a little shout out in the middle of like millions of people watching. That was awesome. Um, but I was happy to see that you were the face of it. I, I can I I can tell like you just have a knack for it. I know. I don't know if you want to bring it up too much, but you kind of you were in school a while to be, I think, a lawyer. And then uh, you have like a very heavy like business side to you where you understand it. Uh, you get it from a different angle. You, you have so many different masks. I, I feel like that you put on that a lot of people don't really understand. Uh, I think you're way ahead of the game. And I think when you're like, hey, I don't really want to put my time into something that I'm not really passionate about i really feel that from you like if you 
don't feel like you're going to give your best foot forward on streaming, you'll stop for a while and come back to it when you're um, ready to. And I feel like you've been putting a lot of time. You've had a lot of different hands in a lot of different buckets lately, um, but you've been killing it. You've been straight killing it. So, I mean, your story is, is awesome. And I, that's why exactly we wanted to bring you on because I feel like your story is a huge story for not only the gaming community, but for women uh, totally. So that's awesome. Thank you. That's a, okay. That was a huge compliment. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, I, I think a lot of people, you're unique because you can, I don't know why they're doing construction next to you now. No, you're, you're fine. You're fine. Because you, you kind of got to see me in front of the scenes and behind the scenes. And right. we had had a, a few conversations and we've been following each other for a while. So, um, but I think most people just know me as, you know, Kitty Plays, the CSGO cosplay case opener to Kitty Plays, the um, caster, streamer, pseudo pro. Um, but yeah, no, I have a I have a background in business. I was an, a dual major in accounting and finance. And a week before my LSATs, I actually dropped out to <laughs> pursue streaming full time. And you really, you come to learn in life where like, I think we all need to just have a little bit more faith in ourselves and our ability to be strategic and right. make things happen. Because I really believe that if you have a goal and an excitement and a passion about something, that you have all the tools that you need and you're strategic enough to be able to figure out how to make it work. But you have to tell yourself that it can like, it can work first before you can even go down that path. Um, and a lot of people are still stuck in the idea that there's just, you know, a certain path to be able to be successful. Um, and that, that comes through hard work and doing things you don't enjoy. But mm-hmm. I like to challenge myself and be like, well, what does that look like if that's not the case? Right. And I feel like you've gone down so many different avenues with all that, um, that you felt out ones that, that what could work and then didn't work. But I like to hear your story too, because, uh, I think that's like, it's just American dream. Uh, I say that because you're, you're Canadian though, but I say that as like more of a reference towards like, there's not one set path that you can go down. Everybody sees ninja out there and like, oh, I want to be the next ninja or I want to be the next kid that wins a million dollars on Fortnite. And I don't think it's that way. I think there's so many different paths that you can bring to gaming, whether it, it's streaming, but doing your own thing that's different from everybody else. You don't have to follow that cookie cutter path of playing Fortnite and trying to be the top player. You can go find another game that you enjoy or trying to do like we did, which is like the funny moments thing where we weren't very good at gaming, but we found what we were good at, which was being funny and and hanging with our friends and and showing off like this is the way we've played games i think a lot of people related to us because they felt like hey i do the same stuff with my friends we're just as funny as you guys i want to get into making you know comedy videos on youtube us playing games and stuff like that and that's kind of how it all started and i felt like with your story you're showing women that it's not you don't have to be the top gamer girl you can be this this and this and start this side of uh, the company. You know, I, I follow a few uh, women on Twitter that do are in that same path as you are that have kind of tried to open up. They started doing broadcasting. There's a lot of them that are doing uh, tips. There's some pro gamers out there too that have switched games and done a uh, different business side of it, whether it's merch or uh, done just appearances, whatever it might be, lectures and, and things like that. So uh, I'm pretty pumped to see the space and where it kind of grows in the next 10 years because the last four or five, six years since we've known each other, it's it's kind of been crazy. It's went all over the place. 
Oh, it's grown hugely. And especially this year, I've really recognized all the different opportunities available in the gaming industry. Like to put that into context, like 15 years ago when I was 13 and telling my mom that one day I'm going to figure out how to get paid to play video games. The only jobs available to do that was to be a game dev or a game tester. Yeah. Um, and now you see, you know, entire organizations built around these pro players. There's ad agencies. You can be a lawyer in gaming. You can be an accountant in gaming. You can mm-hmm. do the marketing. You can do the casting. There's just a huge, huge, huge industry that now if people have a passion for gaming and an excitement for gaming, but have a lot of other skills and passion for other topics, there's such a beautiful bridge that you can make between the two. Like the amount of different hats that I've worn in the last two years now, just because I'm passionate about gaming. I'm, you know, I can pitch sponsors on ideas. I do a lot of consulting and uh, education for companies looking to start to spend money in gaming, which is awesome, which means more opportunities for more gamers. Right. And the first time, like we speak to you guys doing the funny moments. For so long, I was watching things like Honcast, which was a Heroes New Earth kind of tournament esports uh, cast. And I thought that's all Twitch and live streaming was. But then when I stumbled upon people like Duck Sauce or Hafu or Legendary Leah, that were just people with great personalities doing what they love and building communities around that. I was like, it changed my life. So I think... What you guys do, what I do, anytime that we can create representation and role models of what's possible, and then we just keep building upon that constantly, like it's just such a beautiful time to be alive and uh, involved in this industry. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like um, a lot of my friends, talking back to the kind of where you can take the thing, you brought up like me, an accountant and these different jobs. I have a lot of friends that used to play with me when I played with T. Martin and Go Glove and, and some of these bigger guys that you guys know now. But a half of the group kind of didn't go down the YouTube career. They stopped at some point. A lot of them before they got to 100K followers or subscribers, and then they went into the actual gaming business. So they ended up working for places like Twitch and Machinima and all these different companies. So I have a lot of friends now that I used to play games with that are ahead. I have a couple of friends that are now like big time, big wigs at Twitch. I have some that are like sponsorship uh, type um, bosses there that just kind of overrun a couple different uh, areas there. I have friends that are now... Um, part of esports where they're um, just doing different jobs within uh, these pro uh, scenes. But I mean, for complexity and there's a couple other teams as well. But it's like kind of crazy to see where this is all gone. Because at the time, I thought there was only YouTube or Twitch. At the time, it was Justin TV. And I was like, that's not going to make you any money. Because I remember telling GoGlove, why do you keep streaming? And nobody's watching. That makes no sense to me. Why don't you spend all your time on YouTube? Because at the time, he had like 20K, 40K people that were subscribed to him on YouTube. And I thought that was the only way to go. Um, Because that's when the Machinima bug hit and everybody could be partnered. Um, If you got into the Machinima Respawn um, whole database, if you got in there and you made a video for them, they would partner your channel and then you can make money on it. That was the first way of making money. And then on Justin TV, there was not a thing. They switched over to Twitch tv and then it kind of exploded then you had people like summit and lyric and and like you were saying legendary leah and all these people just kind of come onto the scene they were showing you their life not only in gaming but they were showing you behind the scenes like them going outside and and doing different things or going to the 
um, market <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, like just as, for that. Yeah, yeah, it was just nuts to see all that stuff, and so I was I was super excited to see how that all kind of changed everything. But it's awesome to see like how these jobs all change throughout the um, the spawn of this gaming like industry that's is just booming right now. Uh, speaking of like when you were talking about your mom. And you were like 13 years old. What games did you start off with playing? And like, where where was your mindset when you were like just starting gaming? So, okay, I can't really speak to the just starting gaming because I was like three or four playing Doom and Quake on my dad's lap. But, That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, when I was uh, gaming more and more, I think like the most I was ever gaming was probably, you know, like 12 through 17. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had the consoles at home, I could play different things. And I was playing a lot of World of Warcraft. I ran a few guilds. I would like run raids and do all that sort of fun stuff. And then I was playing a lot of Call of Duty, COD 4, Modern Warfare 2, Halo 2, Halo 3, and really just starting to get involved in like the online lobbies. And I loved uh, just the amount of interaction you could have with friends. Like It was just opening up this whole new world and way that you could be competitive, strategic, social, and like really build friends and communities through it. Yeah, did you ever get into like RuneScape or anything? Was that ever a game you played? So, okay, I was really blessed that my dad was so in love with World of Warcraft that he mm-hmm. paid for my subscription so I would play with him. So, <laughs> I never played RuneScape, but all my friends did because their parents yeah. would pay for their World of Warcraft. Um, so I've I've observed RuneScape. I've watched a lot of RuneScape streams. I've watched all the tree farming you can possibly think of. <laughs> But, <laughs> but I myself have not. I've played, I think, through like the starting zone, but I never got into it beyond then. Is that the game that you were obsessed with? That yeah. Well, I'll see. That's when I was like really young. Um, I started off kind of like you, Doom and Quake, where games that my cousin. I would go. He had a computer, and his dad bought him this computer. And uh, I just remember going over his house and watching him play these games. He's like, "You can't watch me play this game. It has too much blood." It was Doom, and I was like, "What the hell? Like that's not, it's pixels. Like what the Pixel hell?" Blood. Yeah, my mom was like, "What the hell?" Okay, so she's like, "No, you can you can watch you can watch. It's okay." So I ended up like just watching because he would not let me touch the computer to play. I could just watch over his shoulders. The only thing they would let me play was like Minesweeper. And that's pretty much it. So um, then it progressed. Super Nintendo was out. And then uh, we started playing sports games on there. And then um, it kind of evolved where I went back to the computer. He had this game called Civilization. And I was, like, obsessed with it. I wanted to watch him play Civilization. I didn't even want to play it. I wanted to watch him and tell him what we needed to do next with Civilization. So that was, <laughs> that kind of hooked me in the first thing. And I was like, computer games are definitely the way to go. And then I kind of got rid of that, went back into the console stuff, and got, um, you know, went to the Mario's and the Mario uh, Kart racing, all that stuff. So yeah. that's kind of where that progressed. And then Mario Party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's where I um, kind of started that out and then kind of progressed. And then I got into, when I got into junior high, um, fast forward a bit, RuneScape was a game. I was looking on the school computers to find uh, a game that wasn't blocked at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that one. Yeah. It wasn't blocked. And so I clicked it and started playing. I had no clue what was coming. And we all called it RunEscape because the way it was broken down in the word, it wasn't RuneScape. It was RunEscape. So I kept telling everybody I'm playing RunEscape. 
And so I played run escape for uh, a couple of years and it kind of trickled into high school. And when I was playing football and soccer and all this stuff, me and the boys, we would all have RuneScape accounts and we would all run around together on RuneScape in our off time, uh, you know, team bonding or whatnot. Uh, that was probably why we lost a bunch of games, but um, it was good. It was good. So we all played RuneScape and then kind of progressed from there. And when I got into college, uh, D20 and I played um, – some Halo. Yeah, and we started really kinda, with Halo stuff. And yeah, then, Halo was kind of first thing. Oh, and we got yeah. into other stuff like that. We played a lot of sports games, though. Like, I mean, yeah. that's, like, in my house, like, growing up, that's pretty much, like, most like NBA, mostly all we played. FIFA? Uh, mostly, like, uh, football. Like football, football stuff, like the oh, NCAA yeah. and the Maddens. Um, we played a few of, like, the basketball and, like, because uh, back then, I think EA had their basketball stuff or whatever. It was more it, it was uh it was pretty much ea for everything like 2k wasn't 2k had like really the worst thing. games yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh but our games are so crazy to me because it's so popular like the amount of people that play sports games is so high but there's such a separate group from everybody that's like playing other games if you they play don't other watch games, it on you'll twitch play other games exactly or i've seen some like popular youtubers for like nba and stuff like that but yeah for the majority of sports games and the obsession over them like i'm pretty sure the fifa franchise um pays for like every other ea um <laughs> game that they create yeah. like yeah. it's mm-hmm. just insane the amount of like money in that um and viewership but you, I don't know any of those people because they're just right? such a separate right. group from we us, had, like PC or console gamers. Yeah, we had a friend um, that was playing COD with us, MW2, for a long time, and he wanted to be a COD YouTuber when we were just kind of uh, making our friend group. And uh, he would be a, like a fill-in every once in a while, and uh, I didn't hear from him for like three years. I go back on his channel and he was doing FIFA nonstop, and he blew the hell up. He passed us up like in hey. like a year and a half. Yeah, and did FIFA. He never talked to us again. I was like, what the hell? This dude is like <laughs> killing it, never said a damn yeah. word to us, and he's a FIFA YouTuber, and so I see him all the time now on all this other crap. I follow him on Twitter and stuff, and he's got crazy FIFA like endorsements and all this stuff, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? He's playing with pro players and stuff. I'm like, I don't know what's yeah. going on, but yeah, it's it's nuts. But yeah, I don't understand why people don't watch it that much. Like, if you go on Twitch right now and you look at the list of games, like number 100 will be like freaking Madden. Like nobody watches it, but everybody has it. Everybody talk. All the boys yeah, they talk about plays, how you got. Yeah, FIFA, but they just like got, play their yeah. friends. You know, they don't want to watch yeah. somebody else play. And that's like when I was growing up. Like we played sports games all the time. And like, it just felt it just felt like you know anybody that played like computer games and stuff like you were a nerd. But I'll, I'll sit mm-hmm. here and play you know Madden for eighteen hours a day, oh, you know stuff like that. So I feel yeah. like yeah. there was like a, a disconnect between those. Yeah, and, <laughs> the gaming jobs. <laughs> yeah. So like I was, I mean that's how I was. Like I never had, we didn't have a computer in my house till I was like in high school. So like I never played really Same. any compa- computer games or anything. But like we had, we got like every console that came out. And so we were just, like, constantly playing games. But, of course, it was before, like, all the online stuff. And, you know, I was kind of the same way. I was like, oh, when I grow up, I want to test video games because, you know, that was the only thing you could do. That was it. It was like either be a programmer or test video games. And so, it's and I was like, like, if I can make twenty thousand, dude, I'll be set. I'll be yeah. set. I'll be playing video games with twenty thousand. I don't need more than that. I don't need more I'll be than set that. for life. Yeah, but set it, for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, it is crazy that like 
you know, just from when we were younger till now that uh, just like how the industry's changed, like used to, if you're like, man, I'm going to be a, a professional video game player when I grow up, you're like, what, what the hell? That's not even a thing. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, that's not even a thing. You're an idiot. And the, I mean, yeah. now it's like you probably ask like probably seven out of 10 kids that you ask like in any middle school, they're like, oh, yeah, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a pro gamer or Mm-hmm. you know stuff like that when we were growing up it was like i want to be a professional athlete and now kids are like well hell i don't even have to be you know i don't even have to go work out eight hours a day i can just play video games yeah <laughs> everybody wants to be that next ninja for sure mm-hmm. yeah so do you guys have any advice for like kids or young people or anyone at any age that want to be Kind of getting into the gaming content. Yeah, sub to my stream. Industry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one thing you can do. One thing goes sub. No. Um. no, I tell people like if you're gonna start it, and I said this a little bit earlier, you gotta start with something out of the box. You can't, you cannot go down the same path as other people. Like with you, Kitty, it, you were one of the few women playing Counter Strike. So if you're a girl and you're playing something that's <laughs> off the board a little bit, people are going to watch that. It's just different. It's just what? Different. You're not playing Animal Crossing? Go exactly. Back. Go, back yeah. exactly. go back to Animal Crossing. You got killed. Oh, go back. I thought you were doing Sam's. <laughs> and you're out fragging boys and stuff. And you just, it's little things like that. You have to be outside the box a little bit. You got to have a little bit of luck and you got to be dedicated. Like you were saying, kid, you have to literally treat it like a job. Um, but that's so hard nowadays because their money is a thing and you have to have a, a, some kind of income somewhere. And so yeah. if mom and dad can support you, that's awesome. Or if maybe you built up a little bit and you want to do that or maybe do that on your off time because that's, that's kind of how we've done it. We, we all did it on our off time when we still had jobs going through college, going through whatever. Um, I mean – don't kill yourself with it. Make it a hobby and then turn it into a job. Don't try to turn it into a job off of day one because it's not going to work out. Um, it's so saturated right now. It's ridiculous because, like D20 says, everybody wants to be a pro gamer or become an influencer of some sort, and it's the market is just crazy. So take your time. Find your find your space. Find your niche. And, uh Man, just just do what you love because if it's what you actually love, it will kind of take over itself, and people will be able to see that. Um, but if it's not what you love, you're just doing it, trying to make money. You're not going to make any anyway. So yeah, sorry, sorry, I love yeah. I love what you said about. I always call it like changing the meta. Like yeah, if you're coming online and you're trying to copy everything I did in my career, it's not going to work out in the same way for you. Right. So really recognizing like your own uniqueness and focusing on that and you know, seeing where you can position yourself. And I love the idea of keeping your job too. Like if you're building all these world skills and then you come to these companies that are hiring, like say you want to work for Twitch one day Mm -hmm. and you have all this experience, you've been a streamer, you understand gaming industry, you get it. Like maybe you weren't the most successful streamer, but like they know that you can walk the walk, talk the talk and just come right in and get it and do whatever skill you've been doing for a job. Right. Um, those are the types of people these gaming industries are hiring. And with such a surge recently, I've seen, like especially with all like the sports teams getting interested, the investors, you know, Silicon oh, Valley yeah. is all of a sudden like, wow, esports. Um, so all of these big, big, big companies are trying to build these businesses within esports, but they're doing the hiring and not a lot of people have that same experience in the gaming industry plus the skills that they need to fill that role so you know there's no harm in in trying to do it both and 
seeing if you can align with opportunity and then luck um, and make it as a content creator. But in the meantime, developing skills that you also really enjoy um, and, you know, positioning yourself to get with an org or with a, a company or an agency or anyone. There's not so many different roles in the gaming right. industry now. That's so. such a good, like, uh, way of saying it. Like, develop your skills and have people skills. People skills is the number one thing. You keeping your regular job, maybe... Maybe you're working at a grocery store. I'm just going to give an example. You having people skills is is above and beyond better than anything else you can have. If you look at the common denominator on all these successful streamers and YouTubers, they're all good at, at talking to people and relating to people. And I feel like that's what you do a lot, Kitty. I think that's why you related to us so well. Is you came in, you spoke to our level, you actually – um, vibed with what we were kind of throwing at you, and we we're one of we're the a little boys. yeah. We, we were, you were one of the boys for real. You were one of the boys, and so you adapted to the situation. I think if you can just adapt to every situation that you're in and become the best you in that situation, that's going to get you way ahead of other people. There's a lot of people that just don't have people skills. I think keeping that normal job and developing those skills, and then jumping into the scene, and and a little bit adding on to that, Kitty is I feel like this whole scene with gaming organizations is so brand new that people really don't know what's going to be successful and that's what's not going to be successful. And so if you jump in, maybe you climb your way to the top pretty quickly because there's not a lot of people with experience below you. I know that a lot of the same people that I play games with that went to different industries, uh, organizations have skipped around to organization to organization to organization, have been laid off and then became a boss and then made more money, then laid off, became a boss and made more money. I mean, it's nuts right now. If you have a little bit of experience, there's a job for you somewhere in this organization. People just don't know what they want right now. It's kind of crazy. There's a lot of money floating around. Um, and you may be your own org one day or maybe have your own esports or are the head of something. It's, you got to be at the right place, right time and kind of um, – have people skills. That's kind of just how the, the world works. If you got people skills, you're going to be fine. And I think, Kitty, you do a, such a good job at that uh, that you relate to so many people in so many different ways that I've been super impressed. If I had to say, like, top five people that have the best people skills on the Internet right now, you're, like, one of the top five for sure. Like, you're <laughs> one of the best uh, at just talking to people. I, and I, to be honest, I think you could probably make a shit ton of money just being a uh, manager for people. Because you you could get the deals. You know how to talk the talk. You know what people are offering right now. You know what's a bad deal. You know what's a good deal. Like I feel like your skill set right now and your career path, you could do whatever the hell you wanted to. You could manage 19,000 people right now and be fine with it. I feel like you could be like putting out emails all freaking day, streaming at the same time and doing exactly what – you're probably multitasking right now, writing a damn letter to a congress <laughs> congressman talking about how we need more laws and shit. I'm not even joking. Congressperson, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, like I feel that's you. That's you all day. Like, what are you working on right now, Kitty? Like, what is Thank what is your you. project? What's your project? You flatter me. You flatter me. Um, uh, well, I I guess I'm kind of doing exactly what you've already said. That um, I mean, a lot of my role this past year has just been around again educating companies about the gaming space. So they're saying, "Wow, esports is hot. We want to be in esports, but we have no idea. But we're not prepared to hire someone to be like our expert. We're gonna just consult right. and." Um, pay an hourly fee or whatever. Um, so then I come in and I pretty much just, you know, give them the one-two punch on how 
what what this is all about, the different places that you can activate, the different ways you can activate, the different types of content creators, what are your goals, how are we going to introduce this, how are we going to be authentic, is this a great product, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so that was uh, what I do in my own time. But then I'm also an executive at Gen.G, which is a gaming org uh, in South Korea, Los Angeles, and in China. And um, my role is head of new gaming initiatives. So last year, I worked with them on the development of their female Fortnite team and the female content creator team. That's cool. Um, yeah. So a lot of that falls into, um, yeah, just educating companies. So we got different deals for them uh, with Bumble and Benefit, which are companies that one, haven't entered the gaming space, let alone, you know, come right in to support women. So it's a makeup yeah. brand and a, a matching app, which is awesome. I love working with both of them. See them um, on TikTok. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They're doing great for their marketing. Um, so just recognizing, you know, the alignment when it comes to a great product, because the gaming industry, the biggest thing for them is like, they see right through bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say you can beat me up. Um, no, do whatever you want to. They'll see right through it. And like, they can smell in a second when that content creator is like like speaking an ad and is like being disingenuous, doesn't like the product, like could care less, it's just getting a paycheck. And not only do you lose trust in your community, but you also get that big sellout sticker slapped on you. So yes. making sure that you're, you know, aligning with the right companies, asking for the right rates and um, making sure that the companies know that they're doing it properly and letting the content creator be as organic as possible. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so what I'm working on right now um, for myself is I actually just started an agency it's called radiance media see i told um, you i told you <laughs> well, one of many things to listen, but this just is just started it. while we were doing the podcast she started yeah while we she just did it yeah well, uh, just right yeah, now guys yeah so we, well, we finally settled on our logo yesterday actually so that'll, the whole Ooh. launch will come out pretty soon but um yeah it's a it's a gaming uh agency that's kind of curated to what I've already been doing with consulting, but then also actually building out the activations, finding the right talent, um, working with them so that it's a win-win situation, you know, good rates, uh, good products, um, and great fun activations so that content creators are happy, the audience is happy, the brands are happy. Um, and just to kind of clean up what's been done, I think there's been a lot of, you know, brand activation in our industry because gaming felt mm-hmm. like low, cheap, hanging fruit for a long time. So you see, you know, people doing activations for free product, which is great. You know, getting free no, product is awesome. But no, that does not, it devalues our entire industry. It devalues yep. every other content creator. You should not be doing anything for free products. Like, I get it. Maybe you really need a keyboard, like those cases, and you can't make your content without that keyboard. If that person sends you that keyboard, then you can keep creating content. Great. <laughs> you know, give them a shout out, but don't give away, you know, your underlay. Don't give away your overlay. Don't give away your t- social media because every time that you're aligning with companies, then it's going to be uh, potentially devaluing you and the rest of your colleagues. That's so good that you say that. Jesus Christ. That is something we've been preaching for a long time. And I have some friends that are kind of getting really, really behind that uh, lately because of the boom of TikTok and uh, all these new creators uh, that are coming onto the scene, whether you're in gaming or whether you're uh, just doing, you're just an entertainer, whatever it might be. But we've said that forever. We didn't take a lot of brand deals for so long just because we knew it would devalue our worth for so long and so we would really watch what we're doing if it was something that kind of 
thread into what we were already doing. If we were already going to play a game and they wanted to come and give us money for it, a lot of times we would try to make a deal. If we couldn't make a deal, we'd probably still play that game, but we just didn't take a deal for it because you're going to have to say, hey, this is a sponsored video, blah, blah, blah. And hashtag at the time, ad, yes, hashtag out, exactly. <laughs> tweet about it, blah, 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 and beat someone over the head over this stuff um, and then have to hear back from the company, hey, we only had this many clicks, blah, blah, blah. And it's just... It's annoying uh, overall mm-hmm. when you take a deal and it, some one end doesn't live up to the other end. Uh, and so that's kind of tough, um, too. But also, when you say that to your followers, then they're like, oh, you're a sellout. Especially it was really big like five years ago. If you took any brand deals, you're a sellout. You're a sellout. Now it's mm-hmm. kind of more mainstream like, oh, they're sponsored today. Oh, good for you. You got a sponsor. But it's like, yeah, you got a sponsor. But you just took... Uh, I, you just put a 30 second ad on the beginning of your video and you got a water bottle for it. So like, what are we doing here? Like it's, this is kind of, this is jacked up. Now, next time I go to this company, we're like, well, so-and-so did it for a water bottle. And I can't tell you (laughs) how many freaking emails I get a day talking about, Hey, will you do this for a pair of socks? I'm like, delete i can't yeah. e- i won't even reply to these we'll retweet your sponsored ad you'll get exposure you're like what yeah <laughs> what? exactly <laughs> and you know what we even saw one time kitty we saw a company that we did a sponsorship for our numbers didn't create the ones they wanted because we had to do like uh it was like an ad blah 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 i mean they were they were throwing a lot of money at us and uh, i was like this is whatever and then we did it and they got bots on to boost our views. No. So we literally had a company come in and give us thousands, like 200, 300,000 views on a video <sighs> to make them look better. And so it, that was like, that was the end of that. I was like, I can't anymore. This is ridiculous. I'm not doing this anymore. This is stupid. So we have <laughs> a lot of us haven't taken brand deals in a long time just because it's yeah. so freaking weird out there. Um, yeah. And you're going to have to just. Either A, clean throw us out. Yeah, you got to clean it up a little bit. You just yeah. got to clean it up a little bit. Jesus Christ. Well, but, yeah. the crazy thing that's happening out too is all these, um, all the agencies that are coming into the space that are from other industries, they are going to be doing like paid media buys too, where if you have this sponsored video or sponsored tweet, like they will pay uh, for say Twitter to start showing it to a bunch of other people, but mm. it's leading to a ton more views, but zero engagement. And right? just trying to stress the importance of the quality of like conversion rather than the quantity, like, well, I guess the quantity of viewer um, to companies and show them that like, do you want to ride or die right. <laughs> person that's going to love your product forever? Or do you want someone that's now just like seen it and is like, great, you know, now my brain has just visually taken that out of uh, my perspective. I'm never going to see that again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, totally. And, and I'm glad that, you know, you guys are, are, are longtime content creators and you've been through it all, but I'm glad you share that sentiment and, um, you know, are taking time to align and take care of your community. Cause ultimately like we've seen how many people lose their whole community and like in the quality of their viewership, just cause they feel like they're getting bought out and aren't, you know, being real people anymore. Right. Um, but that's crazy um, that you even bring that up because I, I wanted to bring that up with you a little bit um, just to see where you were at on it. Um, now I try to go back to a happy place a little bit. There is a yeah. new game out called Valorant, and I saw where you were playing it a little bit. Do you like the game? What are your thoughts on it? Come from CS and understanding the Ooh. Overwatch aspect of it and you know, putting your little skill to it. What do you think about Valorant and where is it going? All right. 
I think Valorant's great. I think that they took the community's ask for more of a uh, designed esports. Um, Overwatch, way too complicated to watch. I think it's a terrible it esport. Is. I'm surprised. It's, it's, dude, it's everything. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's, I just I love, can't. I love their characters. I like the lore behind it. I think it's really mm-hmm. fun. It's a great game to pop in to teach people how to game on, etc. But as an esport, there's just not the enjoyment of it. But, you know, take Counter-Strike, where even my mom and my grandma, when I used to play, would watch <laughs> me stream it and play it because they get it. You know, it's the, you are this shooter. That's your gun. You know, a headshot does more damage. You're planting a bomb. You're diffusing a bomb. There's five people. The the way that they've been able to use their camera, like trained cameras, etc., makes it so it's a really easy game to watch. But the big downfall for that was... It was a quote unquote war game. You know, you've got right. terrorists and counter terrorists. You're planting a bomb. There is blood. There is like, it is not a um, <laughs> brand friendly game, which is mm-hmm. what drives a lot of um, money and, uh, and views eventually into the sport. So then Fortnite comes out. But Fortnite has so much RNG, um, and there's too many players to keep track of. Like, 100 people in a game, you're going to have to learn about 100 different pros and all their stats and, you know, their technique. And, play, like, right. most of those people you don't even see during That's a the good live idea. cast. I didn't think about um, that. That's good. Yeah. So then now you're adding... Um, all the elements of Counter-Strike that people know and love. It's understandable maps. Um, if you're a first person watching it, you can love it. But also, if you've been watching it for a long time, you'll start to notice the nuances of it, the different angles people can hold, the different strategies people can use as a team. Um, so I think it's going to be a fantastic uh, eSport. Um, my fear with it is that people are going to recognize how good, how fast people are going to get. Once these pros learn about you know, God, managing It's already spells, bad. It's already bad. Once you learn about managing spells and like using those different strategies, like they're going to be on such another level from people that are coming over from, say, Overwatch or League of Legends or Fortnite that um, who know about corner peeking, who know about aligning hotshot, who know about wallbang, who know about like executing strategies and smokes and da 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 collectively. Um, I think it's going to be really, (laughs) I, I just, I'd be sad if I saw the casual player swayed away from it. And so if they're able to make a really fun experience, even for the casual player, like things like, you know, proper ranks, like, so, you know, silver matching up in silver is so fun on CSGO. <laughs> like, you just get to mess around. You can just call like, us by name. You don't have to say silver. So it's, it's oh, yeah, game. sorry. Yeah, the silver <laughs> brothers. Um, <laughs> um, so, like, having, uh, like that aspect to it i think will reintroduce some more funness but if people are going in and expecting to be like this god tier player um and they weren't able to like succeed within counter-strike i think you're gonna see them get really frustrated but overall Mm. i think it's a unique game um i have a lot of fun playing it i haven't played it since i played on saturday or friday because i literally i was dreaming about it i'm not i kid you not (laughs) i dreamed about friday night saturday night sunday night monday night today wednesday wait thursday yeah. Yeah. Uh, I screamed about it all week and I can't escape it. It's like my brain is so excited to have this like new game that involves so much more strategy. Now you got to think about all the different players' spells too. That it's like trying to figure it out in my sleep and I wake up exhausted. I'm like, damn, I don't feel like playing games. <laughs> so, it is good. I'll definitely like, be playing it in the future. Yeah, I think you're, you're spot on with the CSGO stuff because like 
like you're saying, the corner peeking and understanding flashes and understanding smokes and uh, and all that. But it adds that extra Overwatch added to it with all the different. Um, I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, you, you call them spells. Yeah, abilities. Yeah. yeah, abilities. Yeah, abilities. I call them that. So uh, with all the abilities, it's kind of crazy too. And people are trying to figure out like what is more OP than the other thing. And then everybody's kind of uh, running with teams. And that's the one thing why we haven't got into it so deep yet because we're tr- still trying to get people to get keys that are in our friend group. And so we yeah. finally have enough people now where we can uh, get a team. So we're going to play tonight and – um, play for the first time as a group. We've all played kind of individually and not really played together as a team. So I really want to yeah. see how fun it is as a group because CS can be so fun. And that's why we love CSGO um, so much because you get to watch each player play. Once you die, you get to rotate in and watch people play. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're playing Fortnite with 100 people and somebody dies, you're flick, you're going over to some random person. You're out. You're just you're not you're really not really invested. You're just whatever. And so mm-hmm. uh, we came from like the Call of Duty days where we're playing search and destroy someone dies you get to spectate them spectate them too and so So that was the whole thing so when we got went to counter-strike that was just seamlessly just the best thing ever and now we're on valorant now uh trying to figure out you know what's going on so we'll see how it works out tonight and and uh how everything flows but i'm excited for it too i feel like it's an eight out of ten game I think the maps are good, not great. I think yeah. there's a lot to, to work with. Uh, it gives me that Team Fortress 2 feel when I look at the actual maps. Um, the game style play is definitely CSGO. If you're not good at CSGO, it translates like one in one. Um, if yeah. you were never good at CSGO, like you said, you're going to have a hard time. Uh, but that doesn't mean you can't get better. Welcome to the learning curve. Yeah, the learning yeah. curve is a bitch. Um, and then on the other half of it, I feel like the special abilities and stuff like that, of course, Overwatch. And that's where uh, I don't think is as big of, of a learning curve. I feel like you, the, the people that are CSGO have another thing to think about, which is going to be another tier of things where they have to account for. Um, and I think that gives a little bit of leveling with some of the new players. Maybe they can get a couple kills on players with higher skill just because of the, the abilities that you're going through. Yeah. So we'll see how that works and all that. Um, but I, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see how, uh, everything kind of turns out with it because the pros seem to be killing it right now and they're Mm -hmm. teaming up in groups of five. Um and it's kind of nasty to see him oh, because yeah. yep, that shroud squad was scary. ridiculous. Yeah, they're <laughs> stupid good, and it's they're doing stupid stuff just to fill time. It's just yeah. it's it's bad. It's bad. It's bad for the other and team. I, well, once they figure out the spells and the combos, and which they will, their minds are just so there already that it's gonna it'll be really unique to watch. Um, yeah, I'm excited, I, but I think you're right. There's a lot more to go. But again, closed beta, like a game coming out of the, you know, <laughs> the gate in a closed beta being this strong already. It's it's gonna be cool. Yeah, people well, are gonna created- freak out when the beta is over and they've been playing oh. it 24 hours a day. Like, oh, oh, yeah, man, they're going to be I, scratching I, like a crackhead. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but they created that cool little thing. What do you think about that, Kitty, where they opened the game, but they only let a certain amount of people in and then enabled yeah. drops with their um, content creators? It created a little bit of a scuffle between us content cr- creators because if you didn't have access to it, if you weren't one of the privileged ones to get access to it early and, in, and have drops enabled, it created literally like millionaires – uh, I wouldn't say millionaires, like 
people that made a lot of money in a little I bit think of time. It created a couple of millionaires. Yeah, it probably did. It did um, definitely, or at least added millions onto people's <laughs> already yeah, yeah. millions. I, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think that was probably one of the most like interesting integrations I've seen Twitch do yet. Um, as far as like, because like that's technically like you know a sponsored activation with Valorant and Twitch. Right. Um, I love, I love the idea of it. I think, uh, what they ended up doing this week where it was like the everybody rollout definitely felt more, um, uh, I hate using the word fair. Friendly. Just say friendly. I will say say friendly. friendly. Yeah. Yeah, It felt more friendly to the community. Um, because then it's not like people will always go back to the thing. It's just making the, the rich get richer, whatever. Right. Um, which is Great. And I, I think, you know, anytime I see success for anybody, I think it's awesome and fantastic. And it was so smart to just drive already so much traffic to this game. Like people who knew about it were, were you know, pining for these keys, watching multiple streams, making multiple God, accounts, I was. blah, blah, blah. It was boosting bad. Boosting that viewership. Like I think, I think it hit like 2 million or something. Like I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, it was over 1.7 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to, to see that and then... Um, and like then you have the people who don't know about it who are like, what the heck? What's this number one game? Is there a tournament on? And no, there's just people with hundreds of, people, of thousands yeah. of views. It's like such an intelligent marketing plan. Whoever did that, like I give you a real nice slow clap. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how that will kind of be mirrored into other launches in the future. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, anyone's success is awesome. Uh, I don't like... You know, I don't want to harp on the fairness, but I, I do love the friendly aspect of, you know, making sure that everybody can be involved in this uh, gold farm <laughs> together. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And, and I, I, I'm with you on that. I feel like I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. It was a genius idea. It really was. And it, it was just different to see that come in and see the boom of people that actually were trying to get behind it. Because it was a good game. It's a really good game. Can you imagine if they did that with Fortnite or if they did that with uh, a game like CSGO at the time? Like, it, And it's popping as much as it did and had a little bit of background. Like Valorant was switched with CSGO and, and yeah. uh, Fortnite was switched with like PUBG or something. I mean, it's just it's just crazy to think that they introduced a game like that. And that well, Twitch this could happen more and more, too. This is just a game key example. Like, wait for you know skins or like oh for sure any of that. Like the yeah, main driving force, skins. like original yeah. CS:GO, was like cobblestone cases. Like when cobblestone came mm-hmm. on for their uh, tournaments, like their viewership would triple. Um, oh yeah. So I think you know, in whether or not that's all a real view <laughs> per se, um, it's just yeah, it's going to be interesting how that now affects. Uh, the ecosystem moving forward, but I'm I'm really excited. Anytime I see more tools to allow everybody to win, 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 I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I like that though. Um, but I'm excited to see kind of where again where this Valorant thing goes. I want to see how much you're going to play it because I think um, there's going to be there's going to be some girl that pops out of this. I'm not saying it's going to be you, Kitty, because you probably don't have enough fucking time. But <laughs> I mean, there's going to be some girl that's going to be nuts me, out of this like, thing. Two or three years ago, when it, like yeah. I, I wanted that you know top spot, I wanted to put, invest you know twelve hours a day into it. But I just love living. The life. But there is be, <laughs> you got to at some point, right? There's going to be someone that pops out of this in such a strong way. And it's going to be really interesting to see like um, whether or not we'll be faced with the same thing of it still being a team game and uh, whether or not she's going to get picked up into a team with four other slayers 
or if um, you know it's going to follow the model of having like the women's league, which I hope I hope that this is a game that we really get to see you know women performing on equal playing field with guys. That would be awesome. Can you imagine yeah, having a great, like, uh, getting getting a group of women together, having a great team, and fighting against the guys, and then winning? And I would be like, yeah. it'd be fucking nuts. They, you would get so many people behind them. It would be fucking ridiculous. It would be just an explosion. This would be the game. I thought Maybe it might, it might be, be Fortnite, and we got close. You know, Tina won the Twitch Rivals events in the fall, right. and uh, Tifu and I won in Korea last December. Hey. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, Bring it up. No, that's cool. Hey. <laughs> Got it, girl. Oh, this, this is all about for you. Charity. Let's go. For charity. For charity. Yeah, that's um, for charity. Wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it was great. Um, but like, I really creating more of those opportunities, and and this game, I think, holds the possibility for it. There's no reason why, you know, girls couldn't perform at video games the same degree. Like, I get football, okay? Like, my stature compared to other people's stature. I'm actually a tall woman. I, you know, I might do okay. But, like, the physical limits of, you know, sports uh, for women versus men. But, you know, we all got quick brains. I got fast reflexes. And I'm sure there's girls out there that are quicker and faster. So let's see them come all out right. and pop off in this game and take over. Yeah, that that's awesome though. But let's get back to the a uh, little bit of the subject that you kind of touched on just a second there. Like the reason why you're not so involved in this thing because you're trying to live life, and I have admired that about you in the last couple of years. You've really shown with your vlogs, and you've really went out there and started to show people more of your life behind the scenes. Like with your vlog, I would watch spread the early days when you go get a cup of coffee. You would show people <laughs> around. You would talk about your day. You would show me your routine. You would literally put on your makeup as you're doing a vlog or running yeah. around messing with your animals or whatnot um but that was cool to see people get you know in your headspace and get to see your surroundings and kind of go from there um like i feel like there was there was a time there was like a, a year span where you didn't stop going places you were literally i'm in korea i'm in japan i'm in the states i'm back in canada i'm like you're like all over the place uh there was but you have lived your life. You're always going somewhere and always doing something. And I think that's important to do. If you're going to do all this stuff, like I feel like Ninja's kind of doing that right now. He's He is streaming and doing his thing, but he's also going other places and doing other things. He's not just staying inside on the grind 24-7. He's trying to enjoy life as well. And I feel like you've done that a lot, which is awesome. Oh, for sure. Like I think you know all content creators or anyone in any industry – like hopefully earlier than later reaches this point they're like oh, burnt out as heck and they're like what is this all for you right. know um like why am i working so hard and like building up such abundance if i'm not you know spending it on myself i'm not taking care of my body i'm not taking care of my mental health i'm not taking care of like my enjoyment of life and um it goes back to that thing where i believe that like i can be strategic enough to figure out how to spend less time working and do it more efficiently and effectively um to be able to to have more time to spend, you know, enjoying my life and doing things outside of the gaming industry. So one of the biggest like accumulations of that is when I came back to Fortnite, I was meditating and I was like, all right, I took a year off of streaming. <laughs> if I'm coming mm -hmm. back to do this regularly, I don't want to repeat my cycle of burnout again. Um, and I kind of landed on the idea that I would work or not well, work stream for three weeks of a month and then take a month off and travel somewhere in the world, not for work just for fun. Right. Um, and so those three weeks I was 
like streaming. We're so good, so focused, so involved. I was like, yes, how can I maximize this right now? I love it. I'm looking forward to my trip, blah, blah, blah. And when I'm on my trip, I'm leaving and I'm like, okay, trust that I won't lose the momentum because we all know about that, you know, YouTube Twitch momentum that people get that you fear the breaks. Yeah, uh, Trust nuts. that it'll be okay. And I'd have like YouTube videos scheduled. That was what I would do. They'd still go up live every day. Um, and then I would, you know, go and travel. And then I would just kind of unplug and know that my YouTube videos were going live. I could travel the world. I could eat. I could see friends. Um, and then by the end of the week, I was so like filled from like traveling and seeing people and like having fun and new experiences that I was like ready to go back for the grind again. Um, so that was what worked for me for my balance. Uh, but everyone's different and everyone has different goals and desires and what they want to do with their free time. But the traveling thing really did work for me. Yeah. One thing with us that we were very lucky and we didn't understand it at the time as we've been on this platform of youtube for 10 years and with youtube i could literally schedule a couple videos and go on vacation and no one would ever know that i'm gone um and it was great and i didn't i didn't really understand that until i got to twitch because we had been going back and forth like twitch is my main source of income right now um and going from youtube to twitch and back to youtube to twitch and it was we were always going back and forth and not really um, doing both at the same time, like really, really hard. And so at Twitch right now, I, I get anxiety. I get anxiety. Mm. If I, I look at the past 30 days, I look and see how many subs I had. And go, I'm going to, I'm going to lose 45 subs today. I got to yeah. do something. Like I got to stream today. I have to hit at least one stream today or I'm going to lose all those but sub you, numbers. That's the prime sub you're talking about, right? It just any sub because a gifted too yeah. gifted count as that too. Oh, so it's all there's the, the numbers are going to drop off in that thirty days. You're, if you're trying to increase your numbers from last month and blah blah blah, every day yeah. counts, and then yeah. that creates an animal because you're thirty days straight streaming, and then you have all these numbers that you've met, and, and now you've got to beat it again. Yourself. You're yeah. competing with yourself, and it it just it's tough, and it's it gives me anxiety, and it's Welcome tough to as hell. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I know about it and I just want people to know about it. That is a, it's a real thing. And just yeah. because you've made it, quote unquote, made it, you really haven't made it because you're always fighting with something. And it's really hard not to go look at someone else's numbers, too. You're like, I'm mm -hmm. funnier than that guy. That guy's not as good as me at this game. I'm cuter than that guy. Blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever <laughs> it might be, like, you compare <laughs> yourself. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, you compare 100%. yourself. Um, yeah. And you start well, doing okay. that. Let me help you real quick. I yeah. don't think that any broadcasters should look at prime subs or gifted subs as a sub. Do not include that number in the slightest. Like that it's more is like a donation. totally unrelated. It's a donation. Yeah. Thank you to yeah, the other deluxe. Other deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, like it's total it's a donation and like uh i've talked to so many of my friends about this because i don't know why like i'm like that go-to person people are like kristen help me like, i okay, understand I why yeah i got you um but it's it's a donation and it has to be viewed as such otherwise you are going to just be in this spiral like i talked to courage a lot about this when we were working together like it's just such it's that twitch prime bug you know it's that gifted sub bug it just gets it in is. there um and so like releasing that and then when it comes to the comparison thing it's like stay in your own lane 
54. Okay. <laughs> I, I know. I'm telling everybody else. I get it. I'm team you. I'm a veteran. I'm okay. You. I'm choosing you, but anyone else that needs to hear it. And this doesn't just happen in, in streaming and content creation. The, the unique thing about streaming content creation is it's so visible, our numbers, and our, you can track it. Anyone can track it. Our sub, we are openly talk about our sub count. You see the view count. You know how many ads they're running. You see their followers on social media. You can probably guess what rates they're getting for sponsorship, et cetera, et cetera. So other industries, like most people don't know other people's salaries. So like, right. what is there to compare to? Yeah, but, like if you work um, at some someplace selling something, nobody knows your sales numbers. You know, maybe your boss does, but yeah, it's not like somebody can, can just look you up and be like, look oh, I see you've yeah. done $100,000 in sales this month. Yeah, wow, they made more than me. Yeah, whatever. So we're in a unique position. The same thing happens in the influencer world over like followers, likes, comments, et cetera, and and brand deals. But Mm -hmm. like, yeah, just remembering that you are going to do your best work and add the most value when you're focused on yourself and how you can continue to change the meta. Because going back to what you said earlier, D4, like when I came on to streaming, that was like my original strategy was aligning myself in those positions that other women were willing to go into, you know, the dark corner of counter-strike Mm because not a lot of people were really playing it back then um and like continuing to do that you know and the more time you spend watching other people and seeing what they're doing the more time you're likely to like mimic it yourself and then right away you're giving away your own uniqueness so yeah you know go that's a great way of talking about it go for meditation so start journaling and write about like what's unique to you and see what comes up and focus on. by the way i have to say we found each other kitty and i found each other because we were competing on followers on twitch because she was uh growing at the same rate (laughs) i was and we were like at the same thing going back and forth i was like who is this kitty girl you need to calm down stop it woman so much back in like my those like my case days huh like with all the yeah yeah i I passed you d4 well i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) mine actually count for three people like people yeah it's it's all good i I stopped streaming for a long time that's what it was that's what it was yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) all right well well, kitty we're at the end of the podcast and here is the part where you get to like tell everybody where you're at what your socials are what you're up to maybe give some people uh, one last little uh, nugget about you. So I'm going to let you have the floor cool. and then we'll end this thing. All right. Well, my name is Kristen. You can find me on socials as Kitty Plays on everything YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, if you're a woman watching this and you're interested in joining our girls' Discord, hit me up on Instagram DMs or tweet at me and I will send you the link. I'd love for you to be a part of it. Um, and if you're a company looking about activating in gaming and you love D4 and D20 and want to activate them with, <laughs> in a huge, authentic way, uh, reach out to Radiance Media. Awesome. That's awesome. Yay. Yay. Well, thank you, Kitty, for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Um, you're awesome. I can't wait to see what you do in the future. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back soon. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was a blast. All right. See you guys next time on the GFY podcast. See you guys.